Generally, I teach my clients that the simplest, fastest, most profitable way to success in business is by selling one offer masterfully. But I'm an entrepreneur and I overfloweth with ideas. I wanna see my inspiration turn to reality. Well, that's lovely, but it's also the slow, muddy, and confusing path to success. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hello, hapsters. I am in a pretty good mood despite having a really weird nightmare last night, which I'm not even going to tell you about because it's dark. And I want to start off this podcast in a bright way. So you know how we're going to start it off. We're going to share the review of the week from Stacy. Stacy says, Jess, in the midst of my full day, I cranked out time to food prep for the first time in my life so that tomorrow I could just get up early and do things needed. And I popped on the podcast intimacy. Yes. Just wanted to say how happy I am to have you in my life. Sai, thank you for being you. The podcast is a life changer. I feel like it's one of the deciding factors of working with you both times. So it really is like advertising for future hapsters. It is totally my go-to. I have to write a review and I'm putting that on my TBS list right now. So she had messaged me this review and she's just going to copy and paste that onto Apple Podcasts. But I wanted to just let you guys know that it really does make my day when I hear this feedback loop. I can't say it enough. I engage with you guys on Instagram. I get to engage with you guys on Facebook. I'm starting to figure out how to engage with people on TikTok. We'll see. But and the podcast, it's hard. I feel sometimes like I'm just putting out all of this stuff into the world. And then unless you guys are writing reviews or sharing that feedback with me in another way by messaging me or emailing me, I don't really know what you guys are resonating with, what you're loving. So it makes my day every time I hear that you are listening to an episode and then applying it and going out and making that impact in your life that I know that you can make when I design these episodes, which is why I designed this episode today because we are talking about selling two offers at the same time. You guys, I have strong opinions about this and I don't recommend it. However, there are exceptions to every rule. And as Eleanor Roosevelt, I believe said, rules were made to be broken. And I really believe that I actually don't quote me on that. I don't know if it was her that said that, um, might be one of those like Wikipedia facts. Um, but we're going to talk about this so that you can understand if this is you and you're out there trying to sell two offers at the same time and you're struggling, you can figure out what is the way that you can do this successfully. Or if you're thinking about bringing in a second offer, I can give you my filters for how I help my clients decide if this is a good decision or the right time for them to bring in a second offer. But before we do that, let's talk about the two things that are upcoming over in the Hapster world. So for those of you guys who are new to the podcast, the Hapsters are what my clients call themselves. Our program is called Happening Sessions. This podcast is for everyone, all women entrepreneurs that are really looking to scale their business without losing all of their time or losing their mind. 
But if you want to take what we're talking about here and take it to the next level, let me tell you about the two ways that you can do that. So number one is through happening sessions. Happening sessions is my group coaching container. It is run twice a year from March to September and September to March. The March class of Habsters are kicking ass and taking names right now. We're having all sorts of fun. We're going through all sorts of uh, pain as they are learning how to constrain their ideas, which we'll be talking about in one form on the podcast today, as they are figuring out how to unwind some of their people-pleasing habits, as they are finally going through with a fine-tooth comb the math of their business so that we can sift out all that drama and really just get to solving the simple math problem that is your revenue goal of the year. So happening sessions for September class is going to be pre-enrolling coming up soon. Pre-enrollment is going to be within the next month. I actually will be releasing that date update for pre-enrollment next week, as I believe we're going to be pushing it back a couple of weeks because of this second offer that is coming out. I am announcing for the first time here on the podcast that I have a new offer coming out. And this is for those of you that have been telling me, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be able to apply for happening sessions. But as you know, happening sessions is for people who already have a business that has been kind of in, in place, you have an offer that you really love that, you know, is valuable, but you want to be able to scale that business. And also you want to be able to put some systems in place. Not everybody's there yet. A lot of you guys that listen to the show, you have a starter business or you have an idea or you want to start a business and you don't know where to start. So I have a new offer that is going to be announced at the start of June for people who want to start a business or who are brand new starting a business out of their hobby, what we like to call a jobby, and uh, <laughs> and they're not quite ready for happening sessions. Don't worry, you guys. I am here for you. I have been holding back this offer because I know that selling two offers in a mediocre way at the same time is not the way to do it. But finally, Happening Sessions is rocking and rolling. It's automated. All the systems are in place and there. And now it is time for those of you who are ready for this offer. So I wanted to just let you guys know that that is what is in the works over here. And you will be hearing in the next couple of weeks about those fully in details and dates. So stay tuned. And if you want to be the first to know about it, make sure you do get on my email list. You can do that by going to sincerelyfutureyou.com and you can subscribe to the email list right there, or you can do it right through the link in my bio on Instagram at Jess McKinley Wayno. Okay. Let's talk about this selling two offers at the same time gig. Generally, I teach my clients that the simplest, fastest, most profitable way to success in business is by selling one offer masterfully. It's just true. And I'll say it again. I don't recommend selling two offers when you're starting out, not just for revenue's sake, but for longevity. Bringing one offer from its infancy to maturity to a mature, automated, profitable business, it's an undertaking. 
it takes lots of failure collection, lots of resilience, lots of testing, lots of tweaking, lots of versions of your sales pitch, lots of versions of your target market. And when we pursue two at once, our brain is going to look at the other offer as a way to distract it from the uncomfortable work that's required to bring a business fully to success. Your brain's going to say, okay, this logo and website looks pretty. Now, instead of looking at my analytics and testing my landing page copy, which sounds really hard and boring and tedious, let's pick out fonts for my other offer. Let's make another to-do list. Let's flip to the other work. It's still work, but it's actually not work. It's not the work that's going to deepen the value of your offer and increase your profit. It's the work that's going to feed your ego and your insatiable hunger for a creative outlet. Ooh, are you feeling triggered right now? (laughs) I know that I'm speaking to some of you guys who are like, did you write this podcast just for me? No, I didn't because I can't even tell you how many people are in this right now where you are an entrepreneur like and and you identify in this way it's probably opposite of music to your ears it's like loud static to your ears or poison in your porridge or i don't know something generally unpleasant but i'm an entrepreneur and i overflow it with ideas i want to see my inspiration turn to reality Well, that's lovely, but it's also the slow, muddy, and confusing path to success. Now that I've given that very loud and clear disclaimer, I do plan to deliver on this episode. Of course, there are businesses that have more than one offer and that market them very successfully. So how, why, how do you become one of these unicorns? Here is the coaching that I give to those determined and or preferably ready to sell multiple offers. Rule number one, master before you multiply. This is something that I say to my clients all of the time when they come to me asking about another offer or another business, which means how do you know if you've mastered before you multiply? Now there isn't an exact science, but the way that I like you to ask This is through a high quality question or a series of high quality questions, which might look like, do I feel like bringing in another offer is going to decrease the delivery and or the profit of my current offer? Do I feel like in order to bring in the second offer, I would have to put things on hold in my other business. Do you feel like more or less your business can run without you? Like you have either systems and or staff people in place to run your business? Do you feel like you have the processes that allow people to come from they're interested in their business to buying in their business without much effort or without you at all? And if this is the case, you may be really ready for a second offer. Just understand that the second offer may be coming from that feeling of boredom or that desire to feed that creative outlet. And what I would encourage you to ask yourself, if you 
are at this level of mastery and you are thinking about multiplying, I would just ask, hey, is there a way for me to get this same satiation of creativity within my current business? And I would be really curious about that. Now, that still is to say that if you have passed the first test of you have mastered and you're ready to multiply, okay, we can go on to rule number two. Instead of seeking the right branding or marketing strategy in order to sell two offers at the same time very successfully, you need to create an easy to follow customer journey for each offer. Okay, so here are the low quality questions that people ask me all the time when they have two offers or two businesses. Should I have separate social media accounts? Should I have separate websites? Should I have separate handles, separate logos, separate um, channels for people to reach me, separate email accounts, separate teams, separate LLCs? These are actually not the high quality questions because there is no right way to do this. You can have one website that hosts two offers and directs people to two different landing pages or links. You, you can be the brand sending people to a consult call and making two different offers there until you scale. You can have two entirely separate websites and socials. I've seen it done successfully each of these ways. So instead of asking the how, the important thing to understand is that your customer understands exactly what they should do next and that you aren't losing them in the process. So if you're curious where people might be getting lost, I want you to test it. If your clients find you on Google, what do they see? Do they see a link to book a call, a link to buy, several options, a ton of information, too many options? You're going to write down the A to Z customer journey for each offer. I'll give you some examples. So offer one might look like this. My people find me on Instagram, then they follow me. Then they read posts with calls to action to go to the link in my bio. The link in my bio tells them to sign up for my freebie. They sign up for my freebie, then they get an email. Then they book a consult via email. I make an offer on the consult and then they buy. Okay. This is really important to be clear in your customer journey. I want you to go through it. Even if you think you know what your funnel is, go through it as if you were your client. And I can promise you just doing this alone might help you see where they could be getting confused. Then this is another example. Offer number two might look like, well, these people find me on Google. Then they see my thumbnail and reviews. You might see, oh my gosh, that thumbnail is really out of date or it needs to be reformatted because it's you can't read all the words. And then you might say, oh, I only have two reviews on here. I really need to make my goal to have more reviews on Google if that's where people are saying they're finding me. Then they go to my website. They get a pop-up to join my VIP club for discounts. Then and they get emails and then they buy direct through my email. Okay. So doing this customer journey, spend lots of time making sure that this is as clear as possible for each of your offers, because each of your clients for each offer are going to potentially have a different way that they're finding you. And if they have the same way that they're finding you, which like, keep in mind, of course, there's going to be different 
customer journeys for lots of your clients. Some of my clients find me here via the podcast. Some of my clients find me on Instagram. Some find me um, via word of mouth or Google. Um, But go through all of those customer journeys so that you can be really clear if this is your ideal client for each offer, what are they seeing and where could it be confusing for them if they want offer A, but if I'm sending them to a place that has all the offers, how do they know what to do next? Is it really clear? So ask high quality questions here. How could this be simpler? Where am I losing people along the way? How can I get more information about where they're being lost? Is there insights? Are there analytics? Can you ask people? Can you do a survey? Are people going to your website, but not booking a call? Are people booking a call, but not showing up? Are people showing up, but they're not a good fit or they're not clear enough about your offer in order to buy? How can I improve each phase of the customer journey? Okay, so customer journey is really, really important. If you have two offers, I have two offers right now. I have one-on-one and I have group and I'm actually about to bring in this new offer and eventually I will be getting rid of one-on-one altogether. So I am really, really clear in my marketing and oftentimes I'm only marketing one thing. And because I still sell uh, via console or via email, I can wait until people are more warmed up and really ready and clear on working with me. And then I can talk to them in my email and not confuse the larger audience that I may have on my podcast of new people that are just finding me or new people just finding me on Instagram, right? So when you're doing this work on analyzing the customer journey, how much time should you really be spending on this? The truth is that this is an ongoing journey and you should always be slightly tweaking it. So it's something that I check in with um, regularly. I will add into my schedule, uh, you know, look at your analytics. I usually do that either monthly or quarterly. I'll just do a quick business audit or, you know, my team will do a business audit for me and they'll say, Hey, I noticed um, these stats. People are really listening to this episode. And I'm like, Hmm, could we go back into the episode? Episode? Could we add some things into the show notes? Or my team will say, Hey, I can see that you got 800 clicks onto your link in your bio. And of the clicks on the link in, into your bio, then 70% of them actually clicked on one of the links. And this is fascinating to me. I'm like, Hmm, how do I get that 70% to 80% or to 85% that are coming to the link in my bio, but they're actually not doing anything. So what's happening there? Are they looking and seeing that there's a bunch of different places they could go? Are they looking and seeing, Hey, go to my website. Hey, sign up for my email. Hey, book a consult, subscribe to my podcast, do all these things. What do I actually want them to do next? And when I was doing this for myself, I realized that there were about 10 links and occasionally I didn't really think it was that big of a deal for me to leave things on there for a little bit longer. I was like, okay, it's okay if I marketed this uh, webinar, but it's, you know, a couple weeks past. I don't have to worry about getting that off right away. It's not the top of my list. And now I really, really am 
prioritizing, making sure that my customer journey stays really clean. So I try and up, update as often as possible my campsite. And for those of you who don't know, the campsite is just a, a version. Campsite, Linktree, they're just a version of what hosts the link in your bio on Instagram so that you can have multiple links as a landing page. And I have just cleaned that up quite a bit. So you can put a customer journey audit on your schedule and don't be overly perfectionist about this because you're not going to be able to see and understand everything all at once. This is just you going in and saying, Hmm, what might I think is my best guess at what's happening here. Now, I don't know. It could be that people are just clicking and they aren't even business owners and they, I'm, they just see that I say, go to the link in my bio and they're just curious and they're just nosy and they want to see that could be accounting for 5% of the people that are clicking and then not booking a console. Fine. I don't know. You're always going to be taking your best guess here. So if you are finding your brain wanting to give you that answer of, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know why I'm losing. it. I don't know what's happening. Take your best guess. And if you really feel stuck, ask your clients, say, Hey, can I just walk through with you? How did you end up finding me? Are you on my email list? Did you click here? Did you, um, you know, if people aren't buying from talking to you and they're buying before talking to you, that's something you want to know even more about. Can you ask them? Can you incentivize them with a survey, whatever way for you to get more information, but also test it out by taking your best guess and changing one thing at a time. And then giving it a period of time where you look and see, okay, did my click rate improve or did people move from one phase of the customer journey as in they're a follower of mine, but they're not on, on Instagram, but they're not on my email list. Did more people join my email list this month or they're on my email list, but they're not reading my emails as much. How do I continue to get people to move further along in the customer journey towards buying and being an actual customer. Okay. Rule number three, when you introduce your new offer, don't make it responsible for more than half of your revenue goal for the year. Give it room to breathe. Okay. Give your new goal room to fail room to be a baby offer and do what babies do fall down, learn, grow before you expect them to start paying rent and pulling their weight around the house. Right. This was so huge for me. It allowed me to really calm down my nervous system when I brought on happening sessions on to the radar for my clients. I had already booked out my one-on-one -on -one clients fully, but I knew that I wanted to have a baby. And I knew that if I wanted to take a maternity leave and still make money, I really couldn't hire a coach to be handling and coaching 21 one-on-one -on -one clients. What I could do is figure out a way to outsource coaching for a couple of weeks in a group program, right? Cause that is one call a week versus 21 calls a week. So I knew I wanted to move to group coaching, but my coach Stacy had recommended this. This is her rule and I love it. And I am passing it on. It was something that really worked for me and I've seen it work for my clients as well. If you want to bring in a new offer, make sure you give it that room to fail and room to breathe. I am 
never someone who's interested in being like, okay, and we're going to pull one-on-one and now here's the group and I hope it works. And I want that to go all the way from zero to 200 K in one year, if that was my goal. But no, last year, my goal was 250 K and I made happening sessions responsible for 150 K worth of that offer. So it was about 50%. Yes, it was a little bit more, but the reason that for me, it was a little bit more. And I felt comfortable with that was because I had been slowly introducing happening sessions, um, to my one-on-one clients. So I already knew that there was a certain amount of people from my one-on-one that were guaranteed to convert into group. So that is why mine was just a little bit more, but Either way, still around 50%. And I had said to myself very clearly, even if zero people buy my group offer, I'm willing to go all in on marketing this and I'm willing to only make $100,000 because that's what I made responsible for my one-on-one offer. I said, I'm going to sell a hundred K worth of one-on-one. I know how to do that. It's automated. It's in demand already. And then I'm going to spend all of my effort and energy on trying to build up to 150 K in group. Now I didn't hit that 150 K and I wasn't surprised, right? I let my, I let that offer breathe. And I believe that in total in cash last year, now I had sold a little bit more than this in receivables, but in cash, that offer, I believe brought in something like $89,000. So I made about $189,000 last year instead of the $250,000 that was my goal. And I felt amazing about that. Why? Because I didn't put so much pressure on a baby offer to be an adult mature offer. How ridiculous is that? We would never do that as parents. So don't do it to your brand new offers. Okay. And it's the same reason why this year, my third round of selling it, it sold out. You heard me a couple of episodes ago, talk about how to be sold out. Well, part of that is giving your offer room to mature, room to fail, room to find its way, find its place, um, and to let your audience warm up to it. Right. And that is why I now am currently offering, getting ready to prepare this what will be technically my third offer that I'm going to be rolling out this year. However, I'm going to be getting rid of one-on-one and coaching. And so it really will be those two offers because I'm just not interested in having a business that has a thousand offers. I want to write a book. I keep saying it's not the time because I don't want to confuse my audience. I don't want people to be like, well, I want to work with Jess. I want more knowledge from her, but which do I do first? What should I do? And then do nothing. Which brings us to rule number four. If you are confused, so is your client. Like I said before, there are many different ways to market to offers and businesses, but the most important person we need to be clear and confident in your offers is you. You get to decide this is not confusing before you do anything else and then keep it simple. Here are the two most important things to solve for when you have two offers, especially if your two offers are similar. Like if you're in a service-based industry and you're like, yeah, you, I'm a coach and you could work with me one of two ways. 
you, that can be very confusing for your audience. If you are not clear on these two things, number one, what is the result of each offer that you're offering? Are they different results or are they different experiences? So a different results might look like, okay, I work with people in two ways. I'm a coach. I coach them on relationships and the offer that I offer is a successful marriage or I coach people on weight loss. And the other offer that I'm offering there is that they feel in love and in control of their body. But I'm a coach, you can work with me, you can work with me in one or two ways, but these are the two results that I offer people. And then number two, who is your ideal client? for each offer and be specific, especially for me, when I brought on happening sessions, I said, okay, what is different about the perfect ideal client for my group coaching container of happening sessions versus one-on-one my one-on-one ideal client did have a broader range. This was someone that may not even own a business. I have one-on-one clients that are uh, executives that are professionals that are, um, you know, freelancers or they're entrepreneurs or they are people that just want a long career and, or they want to pivot or they want to find a new job or they could be an entrepreneur that could also be a good fit for happening sessions. Happening sessions needed to be so, so specific because everyone in the room needed to be offered the same result, And I wanted that to be very clear. And that's why this round of happening sessions is fire. Everybody is just in there. They're really gelling. They, they get so much value from each other's coaching because they came for the same exact result. They want to scale and systemize their business without losing their time or their mind. (laughs) And they're clear that they're not right for happening sessions. If they want to start a business, but don't know what they want to sell yet or If someone came to me with that goal, I'd recommend one-on-one or I'd let them know I have a new offer coming soon for that exact person, right? So be really specific with your ideal client. What are they coming for? And then also decide if you want to put in any client filters. So a client filter might be, okay, in order to be right for this result, you need to have, like I have a client who does pre and postnatal coaching. Um, So she might say, oh, you're perfect for this if you are already pregnant or preparing to be pregnant, or you are perfect for this. If you have already had the baby notice pre and postnatal coaching, people might be a little confused. Like when am I the perfect client? Like, do I have to be pregnant yet? Do I have to have had the baby yet? You want to be so, so clear because if you're confused or you're saying, Oh yeah, kind of anyone and kind of everyone, your ideal client is going to be confused. When we try and speak to everyone, we reach no one. Okay. So just make sure that you're clear on those two things. What is the result and who is the ideal client for each offer? Now, rule number five and the final rule is you decide which offer to offer them. 
So as you know, I currently have two offers. So I have one-on-one, which I sold exclusively for six years until I was booked out. And then my group coaching offer happening sessions. At this stage of my business, I'm only marketing happening sessions in the public and have shifted to making my one-on-one offer responsible for only a third of my revenue goal now. But I don't market. You have options because one person is not my ideal client for both. They don't have options. I have offers and options. And after a discovery call, I'm going to determine which one offer I recommend to the person that I'm talking to. People don't love to make decisions. And I think everyone's confused about this. People are like, oh, people love to have options. They love to decide. People actually think they love to have options, but they don't like to make decisions. And the more options you give them, the more decisions they have to make. It drains energy to make decisions. Options give their brain pause and confusion and doubt and a reason to wonder if they're making the wrong decision. And it's going to make them wait instead of buy. Once you've done the work of rule number four and deciding what's the clear result you're offering and what's the clear person that I I want to buy and you've established your ideal client, it shouldn't take you long to decide which offer to offer them. And if you are unsure, they're going to be unsure. So this rule is a great measure of your clarity. Okay. This episode is from me and it's also from future you. Imagine the work-life balance that you've created in the future. Remind yourself that your future was built off of lots of experiments. The success you crave with each of your ideas wasn't built in a day. It takes nurturing and lots of time and attention, just like a brand new baby. So if you have mastered one offer and concluded you were indeed ready to multiply, follow the rules that I just outlined to set yourself up for sustained growth. Get clear first in your brain, then take the pressure off your baby offer to produce like a mature offer, then get clear about the result and the ideal client of each offer, then follow and simplify the customer journey for each offer and offer them only the offer that's best for them. By the time you're in a buying conversation, it should feel like you only have one offer not two offers. Keep it simple. If you follow this method, you can scale to have many offers if that's your desire. But when you do this with restraint, the restraint that I am advising you to use, you'll learn to love the deepening of your offer rather than the widening of it. It's one of my greatest success secrets to getting more time as I make more money. And now I'm offering it to you. Share your greatest takeaway, please, from this specific episode, or if you have another tip for a multi-offer brand and that's been working for you, please leave it in a review or DM me. I would love to share it in a future episode. Like I said, this is a podcast where I am telling you what has worked for me and for my clients. I do not believe that there's one way to get all of the results. I do believe that there are many useful thoughts to creating all of the results that you desire and that that wisdom comes best from future you. So please leave a review. I want to shout you on the show next week. I will talk to you soon. Have the most amazing weekend. 
Hey, hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening, W H A T S H A P P Y N I N G dot com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening, W Jess. Again, that's happy, H A P P Y N I N G, and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.